When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yes, that lion boy's on the right, babe. Yeah. Not that Maggie's back in town. On this Tuesday morning, how are you? How we doing? I'm doing wonderful on this Tuesday morning, 877-337-6666. Let's go. I got you for three hours. You know how it works till 5 o'clock in the warm-up show. We got Chris on the other side. I think Fliegelman's still on a beach somewhere. I don't know. Haven't seen him in a while. Marco, God knows when I'll see him again. But what we will see is the gritty tough Knicks. How about that? Turnabout is fair play, baby. I mean, that the end of that game. The end of the Nick game last night. I mean, after, you know, obviously, we're still waiting. I don't think we've heard anything. I looked into it, obviously. I haven't heard anything about the protest of the game against Houston last week. But, man, did the Knicks catch a break last night. Uh, if you haven't seen it, they beat the lousy, worst team in the NBA, Detroit Pistons, 113-111. And this group, I mean, listen, they are struggling right now. We know it. They are beat down. They are, they are, you know, carrying uh, a walking wounded right now. They're missing OG. They're missing, uh, you know, Randall really, you know, terribly. And they're not nearly the team that went on that incredible run uh, as soon as they made the OG and an OB trade in January. And they're really fighting to stay inside this playoff picture and to be where they are. They're getting blown out by the likes of the Celtics. They figure out a way to beat Philadelphia who's dealing with their own injuries, obviously. And tonight in a game that you figured they would have a, a little bit of an easy time against the worst team in the NBA, it is a knock them out, drag them out, fight to the bitter end where, let's be honest, they catch a complete break. That's okay. They're allowed to catch breaks. But the NBA has already come out and ruled it a foul. If you haven't seen the last 14 seconds of this game, go check it out. It's on Twitter. It's, it's quite interesting. I mean, obviously, what they've done here. I mean, you listen to that the last four game, the the last fourteen seconds here. The ball, uh, it's if you watch it, they're down a point, one eleven, one ten, and the Knicks have the possession. Uh, I'm losing my mind. Brunson puts up a three point shot, misses it. The rebound goes all over the place. The Pistons have it. They get. I thought you could argue it gets fouled right there, knocking the ball out of the rebounder's hands. Then it gets back to DiVincenzo, who inexplicably throws the ball away. Throws the ball away. And then as Thompson of the Detroit Pistons starts to take it up the field, he uh, take it up the field, take it up the court, he literally dives at him and takes his legs out. 
And the referee's standing right there. Actually, let's hear the call. If you can hear the call. The referee is standing right there as DiVincenzo dives at his legs. I cannot believe they didn't call a foul on this. They get the rebound. Brunson gets it, throws it down to Hart, who puts it back in and one. Knicks win the game. We'll hear the call first, and then we'll get to the take on the game. Go ahead. Let's hear this call. Brunson, three-pointer. Off the mark. Rebound deflected. Chased down. Saved by Grimes to Fontecchio. Knocked away. Hardenstein picks it up. Out to DiVincenzo. Ten seconds to go. He throws it away. Ball loose. Picked up by Brunson. Brunson inside the heart. Hearts banks it in. And a foul. Knicks take the lead. Monty Williams is furious. Yeah. He thought a foul should have been called. There was so much contact. <laughs> Josh Hart with the big bucket. And a free throw coming up. Yeah, there certainly was, and he certainly was. And after the game, he just absolutely laid into the refs and then walked out. And it is, it's a terrible call. It's, it, you could argue it's worse than the Brunson call against the Rockets a few weeks ago for the Knicks. That's how bad it is. One, I think you could argue uh, when the ball's knocked out of uh, the rebounder's hand uh, earlier in the possession that you could argue that's a foul before it even gets back to DiVincenzo when he throws it away to Thompson. And then he clearly dives at his legs. But you know what? The, gr- the gritty, tough Knicks who are battling right now, catch a break. They catch a break. They're entitled to catch breaks. They work their ass off. You know how they play. And really, what you take from this is the guys who step up. And tonight was Josh Hart, right? And what they've done here, the big villain over three in Brunson, Hart, and DiVincenzo, and the way they've stepped up for this team over the last few weeks dealing with these injuries of of OG Ananobi and Randall and even, you know, uh, Mitchell Robinson, if you want to include him on this. But tonight was Hart's turn, and Hart was incredible in this game. He's got 23 points, 3 for 5 from 3-point shooting. He talked about wanting to improve his 3-point shot this this year. Remember the beginning of the season, he was unhappy with his playing time. There was talks about, you know, he wanted to improve his 3-point shooting, be more relevant into this team. And right now, forget just being someone who steps in. Forget someone who needs to be there in the big moments, uh, you know, and and be that guy who rallies the the troops, the guy who, you know, could take it from one quarter of the one side of the court to the other, the guy who can give you impact minutes when you need a little bit of energy, when you need a little bit of fight, when you need a little bit of rebounding, when you need someone to dive for loose balls, which we saw the Knicks do all night long. Brun, uh, you know, Brunson at a moment here where he was diving for a loose ball, ball. They are they are doing everything they can right now. To try and, I mean, they're, they're, it's a knock them out, drag them out effort to beat the Detroit Pistons. That's where the Knicks are right now. And we talked about this and what this stretch is going to be. As you look at, you know, they got the Pel- Pelicans coming up. They got uh, the, Go- the Golden State Warriors coming up. They got, then they go on the, you know, they got uh, the Pelicans, Warriors at Cleveland, Hawks, Magic, who they get to beat this year. Back-to-back games against the Sixers at the Garden, and then they go on a West Coast trip against the Trailblazers, the Kings, the Warriors, the Nuggets before returning home to face the Nets. I mean, I'm hoping and hopeful that OG Ananobi might be back for that West Coast run, but right now this is the team, and this is the team that's going to have to try and float above water and keep their heads above water as they are what they are. And guys like Hart no longer are just these little add-on pieces. They are, and he is, a key member of this team. And whether it was DiVincenzo early, as soon as the uh, OG injury happened, it was DiVincenzo, right? He stepped in. He was shooting crazy threes. I saw the stat today as I'm watching the game. He's got the third most threes in the NBA behind uh, Curry and Luka. The third most threes in the NBA. 
And that's changed since the, I mean, that's really been since the OG Ananobi trade. I would imagine uh, the OG Ananobi injury, I would imagine he took over. And he's kind of come down to earth a little bit, still, you know, gives you good performances. He played well in this game. He's played well in some other games, but he really, he was the first one to step up. And now you're seeing Josh, now you're seeing Hart step up and be that guy who comes through in the clutch. Eight rebounds, six assists, 23 points, three for five. Obviously, key down the stretch of this game. Him and uh, Achua, who's been another guy who stepped in and has been unbelievable. He has a huge block defensively in the key moments. And, you know, it's funny, going into the game, you know, Grimes is going to be a part of it, right? You know, he's going to be these former Knicks. Fournier is is a part of the Pistons team now uh, after that trade for Bogdanovich and Burks. And Grimes scores 14 points all in the fourth quarter, leading the Detroit Pistons back into this game to take the first lead uh, since early on in the first quarter. And this Nick team looked like they were going to let a game slip away that you can't let slip away. I mean, that's the takeaway from this game. I know the the the, the foul call is going to be a discussion point. They're going to, you know, that's gonna, Monty Williams' reaction to it. The idea of the Knicks getting the the break as opposed to not having the break a couple weeks ago. It's a bad day for the everybody's against the Knicks crowd, and, the, and the, the referees are out to bring the Knicks down. It's a rough night for those people. But, I mean, that's going to be the story. But the story is the Knicks let, did not let a game they can't afford. You can't afford to lose to the Pistons right now. I understand the team is at half strength. I understand when you go to play the Celtics, you're not going to win that game. That's a tough game to win, right? Right now, they are not ready to take on the Boston Celtics, even healthy. I don't know if they're ready to take on the Boston Celtics. But certainly where they are, they're not ready for those kinds of games. They're not ready for that kind of opponent. So you understand that game. You understand it's going to be tough. Pelicans are uh, you know, a pretty good team in the playoff picture in the Western Conference. Not going to be an easy game. And not that any game in the NBA is easy, but you can't lose to the worst team in the NBA in this stretch right now at home. You can't lose that game. And Hart and Achua and all these guys, and obviously we know how important Brunson is, but all these guys step up. It's it's amazing what they've done. The thing that's, you know, and and as you're going through it, like the the thing about this team and what changed in, in January is when they make the OG trade, right? And it solidified the team, and it instantly changed who they were. Instantly. And right now as they're going through, I mean, it was, it was as soon as he was on the field. Uh, I keep saying field. As soon as he's on the court. We heard Randall after the game. Listen, it's after that first game, they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves in that first game with OG. And it's like, you know, well, we're going to miss. We're going to miss quickly. We're going to miss uh, RJ. You know, those guys were my brothers. And they didn't miss him at all. Like, instantly. OG solidified all the rules. DiVincenzo stepped in and, and fit perfectly in the first unit. All the role players solidified their roles. They knew exactly what they were doing. And the team went on this incredible run. And... This most recent trade with the Pistons has been different. Bogdanovich has not been able to step up and be the same player he was with Detroit earlier in the season. He's been someone who's adjusting to a new role. Same thing for Burks. It's taking time. These guys are imperative. When the trade was made, you knew they were going to be imperative because you knew the injuries. And it's not only trying to get better role players for when the Knicks do eventually get back and become healthy. It's to stem the tide right now. And you're seeing Bogdanovich 13 points, you know, three from eight from the three-point line wasn't uh, wasn't terrible in this game, but he needs to be relied on to score more. Burke, seven points in this game. 
one for three from downtown. Like he's got to be, those guys are going to be needed to be relied on more than what they've given him because you can't just rely night in and night out on the Villanova three. And right now, that plus Achua and Hartenstein, I mean, they need everything they can give you. And you got to have Brunson play 40 minutes a night, 40 plus minutes a night just to get past the Pistons. So, yes, it's a big win. Yes, Josh Hart's amazing. Yes, this team has fight. Yes, this team fights and claws and deserve the break. Absolutely. They deserve this break. And the referees already come out and said it absolutely should have been a, a, a foul. There's no doubt about it. We could say, like, it happens. And then we're the same crew. We're the same guys who was screaming about the Brunson foul. Screaming about the Brunson foul against Houston. That's how it works. But the Knicks deserve this break. They earned this break. And they were able to fight off the Detroit Pistons and fight off Grimes, who looked like he was trying to make a, I mean, make a point in the fourth quarter. Whether it was the three-point shooting, whether it was getting to the basket for a, uh, a lay-in right at the end of the game to give them the lead there. I mean, he, was, he seemed determined. And good for him. He had a good night. He had a good fourth quarter in, the, in his former home uh, in the Garden. It was a, an impressive performance for him late down the stretch. But this team, they are going to struggle. We know it. We know this is coming. And they could not afford to lose that game last night. And whether it was Brunson, whether it was Randall, whether it's Achua with the big block, whether it's DiVincenzo hitting threes, even Bogdanovich hit one in particular, a big corner three, uh, you know, right off a pass. It looked like it looked uncomfortable for him. He still managed to make the shot. But this is the team they have right now. And if you look at it, they are going to have to get more from Bogdanovich and they're going to have to get more from Burks. That trade has got to start changing the team and impacting this group a little bit more as they move forward. Because I love Hart. I do. I don't know if you can count on him for 23 points, eight rebounds and six assists, three three for five from downtown on a nightly basis. I don't know if you can count on him for that. And DiVincenzo, who's been lights out since the OG injury, I don't know if you can count on him being, you know, every night this big score. That Villanova three isn't going to carry you alone down this stretch. But ultimately, the Knicks fight, they clawed, and they won a game they absolutely had to win. You cannot lose that game to the Pistons because that's the story. If they lose that game to the Pistons, here's the story about the Knicks. How do they keep their heads above water? as they wait for these injuries to come back, as they wait for Randall to come back, and who knows how long that's going to be, as they wait for OG Ananobi to come back, and who knows how long that's going to be, or whether they're going to be able to pick up right where they left off the minute they come back. And now this is a Nick team that has aspirations to do damage inside the playoffs, to quote uh, the great Tommy Lugauer. They're supposed to be doing damage. And on a Monday night in the Garden, They found a way not to do damage to themselves. They found a way to fight and claw and make sure they put away a game they absolutely had to put away. Now, Monty Williams is 100% right. I understand him being pissed off. I wouldn't be surprised if they challenge it because it's an atrocious call. If you want, he dives into his legs. I could not believe there was no call. I could not believe it. So it's a tough night for the, oh, yeah, everyone's against the Knicks crowd. Because the Knicks caught in a massive break. 
but they're not going to be able to catch massive breaks on a nightly basis, and they're going to have to figure something out where they, you know, it can't be a knock them out, drag them out. And that's one night. I get it. They played well against the 76ers, blew out Philadelphia. Okay. You know they're not good enough to beat the the, the Boston Celtics. We get it. But if you're going to take on the Detroit Pistons, it can't be, you can't be down a point relying on a terrible foul to make sure you don't blow that game. So this Nick team, it's not changing. This is who they are. They continue to fight. They continue to claw. Some of the other guys are going to have to step up, and they're going to have to be able to find some scoring from other places than the villain over three because it's hard to count on it. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. I got you for the next three hours or so until 5 a.m. in the warm-up show. We'll get into, obviously, you know, you know, the baseball is back, baby. We saw another pitcher on the mound for the Yankees was going to be imperative. Absolutely imperative for this team. We saw some youth with the Mets. I'm still, every day I'm going to say it, go sign Montgomery. Every single day I'm going to say it. The Mets need to go sign Jordan Montgomery. He's talking with the Red Sox. It makes no sense. Go sign him. And Pete Alonzo and Saquon Barkley are in similar situations, but I'll tell you why I feel completely indifferent about completely different about them. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. We'll come back. Take your phone calls all the way to 5 a.m. and the warm-up show right here on the fan.